Hello everyone, I'm Mark Saxford and I want to welcome you all to my new podcast called People Behind Brands, brought to you by Making Websites Better. Throughout the series, I'll be opening up my little black book of contacts where I'll be joined by an inspirational guest from the world of business, getting to the bottom of what made them so successful. In each episode, I'll be touching upon the highs and the lows that every professional has faced along the way. To never miss an episode, subscribe to our exclusive content now and follow us on our social media platforms. People behind brands. Life lessons from the world of business. I'm delighted to welcome Jamie Barber, an incredibly successful individual who has owned and operated many restaurant brands in the UK, including Kitchen Italia, Villandry and Sake No Hanna. He is also the co-founder and CEO of Hush Restaurants, Cabana Brazilian Barbecue and Hache Burger Connoisseurs. Jamie is also featured on BBC television show My Million Pound Menu, currently streaming on Netflix. Despite his incredible success, he's hungry for more and joins us for episode 28 as we discuss his brand new venture, My Supper Hero, an idea born out of lockdown that he partners with TV personality and businesswoman Marlene Klass, someone you might have heard of before. Jamie opens up about his passions and how the pandemic produced positive but also stressful moments, both personally and professionally. So please be as thrilled as me to welcome Jamie to the podcast. Jamie, it's a pleasure to have you with us on People Behind Brands. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Uh, so where can our listeners find you today? Uh, I'm in North London in my in my new working environment. So uh, I, I, over COVID, I gave up my my office in central London. So I'm now kind of flexi working here for a bit and then in the restaurants uh, for the rest of the week. Excellent. So uh, Jamie joins us today to promote his latest business opportunity, My Supper Hero. The business is co-founded by Jamie, an award-winning British restaurateur, founder and CEO of Hush Mayfair and other well-known restaurant chains. Jamie is joined in his venture by British singer, presenter, musician, model and businesswoman, Mylene Class. Jamie and Mylene came together with a mission to help people eat brilliantly at home and provide exceptionally taste and high quality meal kits. Superhero is a club for time poor foodies, providing an alternative to fast food delivery, basic raw ingredient recipe boxes and ready meals. So first question, Jamie, clearly you're a hugely successful entrepreneur with many fingers in many pies, but what makes Superhero so special for you? Uh, it's a good question. It, uh, the thing about my superheroes, it's got a very strong sense of purpose. So um, the, the reason behind it was was born out of my own experiences, obviously over lockdown, which was that I cook a lot and, and I love cooking and I fancy myself as a bit, bit of a good cook. Um, but there are periods where it takes a hell of a long time and there's a lot of washing up. And mm. there were definitely moments over lockdown where I was totally kitchened out, not just in the cooking, but also trying to think about what I was going to cook, buying the ingredients and just just organizing an entire evening's meal. And, and, I, and I kind of really felt that I wanted to just eat brilliantly at home once a week without having to think much about it. And then go and do the things that I really loved, which was um, watching Netflix at those times with <laughs> friends um and and i didn't really find a, a a solution for that that you you know i was delivered out um i was i tried the recipe boxes like hello fresh and gusto i found them very basic and very time consuming um and for me this 
the reason I think this is so special is because this is a solution for, for me personally. This is something that I use and want to use. Um, and that, that's why I think it's great. Yeah. So do you think the, the, the idea of the business is born out of kind of lockdown behaviors and things like that? It was definitely born out of lockdown behaviors, but I think that it's it's a modern day solution because mm. everybody eats 14 meals a week, if not more, if they have breakfast. Um, and uh, it, it, it is mind-numbing trying to you can't eat out every night of the week um yeah. cooking every night of the week is expensive it's time consuming it's 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 tricky um and uh, and and there aren't actually that many alternatives uh, to, to being able to eat healthily not in terms of a in a diet way but just where you know that the ingredients are, are amazing if i was to try and think of somewhere where I, some way i could eat at home a, a half a spatchcock chicken with roast garlic black garlic aioli and some flatbreads and and some beautiful tomatoes that come from the Isle of Wight. And it, it's quite complex to put all of that together in less than 10 minutes. And, and the beauty about what we do is 10 minutes of prep and you're done and you can eat brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, we come on now to uh, an order that you sent me kindly. Um, so I tried out the salmon and bell buns with sticky teriyaki roast broccoli. And I must say it was absolutely stunning. So um, as you say, it was, it was, under 10 minutes and um yeah i was enjoying my food really so uh it was fresh and it was really tasty it's all good ingredients um so talk to us about some of the the meal ideas that are within these packages uh there's obviously different variations but just talk to us about those well i've got uh, the, the one thing that's really great is that i've managed to attract a really really strong kitchen team um so i've got one of my exec chefs from the restaurant groups uh tom anglesey who's helping me put together some of the basic recipe ideas. And then I've got a fantastic chef called Charlie Bronson, who comes from the D&D restaurants like Pont de la Tour and uh, 14 Hills. Um, so the caliber of the cooking is absolutely spot on. Um, and, and I think we wanted to try and, we wanted to try and create meals that people really want to eat, but at the same time are quite tricky to replicate at home. Um, mm. So um, this isn't, these aren't basic recipes. These are, these are quite tough things to put together. Um, but all the ingredients are, are just lips mackingly tasty. So the, the bow that you had, uh, the bow freshly sourced, the salmon comes from a guy called Ben Wright from the Wright brothers. So I know exactly where that salmon has come from and where yeah. it's, uh, where it's farmed. Um, and yeah, it's just, just, as I say, it's, it's, it, you know, when you look at the pricing, it's priced, um, slightly more expensive than a than a delivery but mm. certainly much less expensive than going out to eat um and to be able to get that kind of quality at home with less than 10 minutes of fuss is um is is a great great thing for me to have in my life yeah it's, it's definitely great quality um i'm sure jamie will come on to uh, where you can find all of this later on uh, but as I mentioned earlier, you've partnered with Mining Class, who is a star in her own right. So talk to me about the chemistry you both have and how you came together to front Superhero. Yeah, so Mylene and I have known each other for about a decade. Our kids go to the same school. So we're kind of school gate parents. And, and, and we come at this from slightly different angles because over lockdown, we used to talk about it, is that um, I love to cook and I spend a long time cooking. Um, but I was just kitchened out. Mylene hates cooking. She absolutely <laughs> hates cooking. And, and, and she she's the first one to admit that she's actually a lousy cook. But she loves foods and she wants to eat really well. And yeah. so so I come at, come at it from a time perspective because I just want to eat really well 
in a short space of time. Mylene comes at it from a different um, a, a different kind of arena, which is that she wants to eat really well, but can't cook the way that a, a good chef can cook. Mm. Um, so, so I think both of us had the same goals, um, but came from different starting points. Um, and, and we talked about it a lot and we just thought there must be a solution to this. It's, that's why we founded the business. She's incredibly hardworking. Uh, she's got a massive work ethic. She's, she's, she's come at this as a proper co-founder rather than an influencer because with her kind of Instagram following or TikTok following, she could, she could certainly come at it from a, uh, from a more relaxed perspective of just kind of putting her name to something and being, being an influencer, but she's, she's totally co-founding. She's, uh, uh, in every meeting, she's been in all the tasting, she's been in all the design work. So um, it, it's been quite nice to have that kind of energy and work, work ethic alongside me because uh, I, I feed off the energy of other people and it's great to have her energy in the room. Yeah, great. You both sound very passionate about the new venture, but I'm just keen to give our listeners more understanding about you. So let's talk about some of the other business opportunities you're proud to be a part of and how you got started in, in the industry itself. How I got started in the industry is, uh, is, is a fun, is an interesting story. So I used to be an entertainment lawyer. So this is in my sort of mid twenties. Um, I was, uh, I was, I did music, film and entertainment law at a firm in London called Harbottle and Lewis, who is in the news quite a bit at the moment, because I think they, I think they act for the Royal family now, actually, which they didn't in my time, but in, in the day they, they acted for all of the old 1960s iconic British celebrities. Mm. Um, and I, um, my boss was retiring and I started inheriting his practice when I was 25. It was crazy. So I started looking after people like Sir Roger Moore, who's 007, yeah. um, Michael Caine, um, David Frost, all these kind of really big iconic names. And I became very close to Roger Moore and his family. And uh, Roger's son, Jeffrey, was trying to start this restaurant called Spy Cafe based on his father, which was a total disaster. I mean, it was just an accident waiting to happen. And uh, Roger called me up one day and he said, uh, I can't even do the voice, but he was like, Jamie, can you get, uh, I can't even do his tape. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said, Jamie, can you get Roger, uh, can you get Jeffrey out of all of these arrangements that he'd got into? And, and I said, yeah, sure. Um, uh, and it took me six months to untangle him from this Spy Cafe project. And then Jeffrey said, well, you know, I don't know what to do with, with my life now I wanted to start a restaurant now I've got nothing so so I said well look you know rather than doing a ironically a, a kind of burger restaurant why don't you do something a bit more glam that you can entertain your family and your friends and and uh, he said I don't know how to do that so I said I tell you what I don't know how to do it either I'll, I'll leave law and why don't we do why don't we start a restaurant together um, and we started this restaurant called Hush in Mayfair mm -hmm. which uh, is still going 21 years later yeah. I've just seen the figures this morning and unbelievably we're, we're we're having record days and record weeks 21 years after we opened it which is it makes me very proud because yeah. restaurants don't normally have that kind of life yeah um and uh, Jeffrey left the business uh, a few years later and and I I just got a bug for it so I stayed on and I now um, uh, own and, and, and are the chairman of a group of, of uh, really amazing burger restaurants called Hache yep. um, and Brazilian restaurants co called Cabana. Um, but in my time, I've had Japanese restaurants and Italian restaurants and French bistros. And yeah, it's all, it's all, been, all been good fun.
I mean, what, what would you say is your why, though? I mean, you know, your drive to be successful, what would you say is your why? It's a, it's a really good question. I think, I think I'm, I'm definitely not driven by money. Uh, I think if I was driven by money, I definitely wouldn't be in the restaurant business. Um, I, I always say that the number of fat cat restaurateurs are very small. <laughs> they don't really exist. Um, but I think I'm driven by success and driving. Um, I, I think I like to go to places where I feel really proud to be in. And, and I feel that sense of ownership. I've got terrible business envy. So I'll go into, I'll go into Soho House, for example, and I'll, I'll just go, oh, God, I wish I owned this. <laughs> you know, it's that that kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of people they go into restaurants and go, oh, "This is nice." I go into restaurants going, "I wish I owned this." Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes I'm driven by trying to understand what makes things work. Um, so, um, and then just trying to discover it. And and actually doing Supper Hero, my Supper Hero, which is a more of an e-commerce business, um, is is a new thing for me because I've never done it before. But I'm absolutely driven by trying to understand how e-commerce works. And and I've got a hell of a lot of catch up to do, but I'm kind of enjoying the journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great industry to be a part of, I must admit. Um, but as we come on to more about the personal and professional challenges that this podcast is known for, um, how has Superhero handled the global pandemic? I mean, especially only just sort of starting up this year as well. Well, we haven't really handled the global pandemic because we were born as a result of the global pandemic. So yeah. we, we didn't start until way after the third wave. Um, so we, we haven't really, uh, had those kind of challenges mm. my other businesses of course they they the restaurant businesses that that was a very very challenging period for us and um, we jumped into action straight away and we started engaging with our key stakeholders the banks shareholders the creditors um, so we were really really proactive early on which was which was really appreciated and then my burger brand Hache stayed open for takeaway and delivery during lockdown, which was a really, really important decision. Because mm. um, at the time it was a brave decision and we did it. We had to talk to our staff and try and understand whether they wanted to stay open because nobody knew what was going on with the pandemic at that point. And that proved to be an incredibly important decision because we ended up doing about five times the amount of delivery business that we were doing before. Yeah. And that kept, kept the whole business alive. Mm. So it was a, it was a challenging period, but, but we, we kind of fought through it and got through the other end. Yeah. So from a personal perspective, how much did the, uh, the pandemic affect you when we were obviously all locked down? And, you know, I, I assume it's kind of like sort of spending time with the family and, you know, dealing with that new normal for you. But what was it really like for you? It was, you know, it was obviously a terrible period for a lot of people. Um, for us, for me personally, it was a very busy period because I didn't really have a break because we were, uh, you know, we we furloughed most of our team except for myself and my my business partner um, Ed and and our exec team. Mm. Everybody else was pretty much furloughed, uh, and we were working frantically because there was just so much to do with one part of the business open and all of the pressures coming from from suppliers and creditors. So so we didn't really have much of a break. The difference was is that I was working from home and I did spend more time with the family and that kind of flexible working arrangement where I could decide to go to the gym in the afternoon or take dogs for a walk. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, mm. I, I enjoyed that period. I think, I think mentally it, a break from the norm gives you almost like a sabbatical on your life. You can kind of just take a break from 
the way that you've traditionally done things and it gives your brain a time time to think about what's important mm. and and as i say superhero was was born out of that breathing space that i had during lockdown and i don't think that it would have come about had i not had that freedom of being able to work from home and be in a different environment yeah yeah i think there's obviously a lot of negatives that have come out of this but obviously there's some some positives for a lot of people including yourself obviously with the with the new venture um but something that i'm sure none of us will take for granted anymore is our family and loved ones as you said but you know what effect do the important people in your life have on you Uh, you asked before about what the drivers were um and you know i've got i've got quite a small but very very close family Mm. And the driver for me is all about our family unit. So it's all about trying to provide my kids with the opportunities that um, um, as many opportunities as they can to, to succeed, to be supportive. Um, I've got I've got two very strong, independent uh, teenage girls. And uh, and, and I'm, I'm I'm definitely a feminist in that in that way, because, you know, I'm fighting for their rights to have as many opportunities as they can in their lives and push them forward to be successful entrepreneurs, possibly in the future. Um, and, uh, and I've got, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got an amazing kind of partner in my wife, who's also a lawyer. And so she's helped me quite a lot during this period, just sense check what I do. Um, so yeah, my, my, my family is just, uh, it's great. My sister actually is the, is my head of marketing, okay. our restaurant group. So we've kept, Get some stuff in the family. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. Um, I mean, as our listeners understand, the aim of this podcast is to focus on some of the testing times that we all go through at some point along the way in our personal lives. So <laughs> talk to us about some of the harder challenges that you've experienced throughout your personal life, maybe something that not a lot of people know about, uh, know about you, uh, that made you who you are today. Yeah, good question. Um, so I think that... A lot of people have asked me how, how I coped during 2020, uh, during the, the um, COVID period. Mm. And bizarrely for me, uh, it was okay for me mentally. And, and I think the reason for that was because I'd had a really tough time in 2018 and 2019. So those two years were um, known in, in, my, in my industry, in the restaurant industry, for being kind of the, the, the years of the big, uh, casual dining crash mm. so that's when all of the big restaurant brands all started to collapse so mm. james italian byron yeah. gbk prezzo um gaucho and I, just, I can't even remember there were so many of them everything was just collapsing at the same time um and mentally i wasn't prepared for that because one of my brands cabana um, got caught in that in in that we had some out of London restaurants that started to perform badly um, and that was uh, you know our London restaurants were performing great but actually outside of London became really really difficult mm. and and mentally I wasn't prepared for that and we ended up having to lose those restaurants outside of London and that that was a really really difficult period for for us uh, and for me personally I felt a massive sense of responsibility uh, towards our staff towards our investors um and um and you know it was a dark period it was it was really really challenging at the same time i i did this television show called million pound menu yeah so so i did that show i was a dragon on this kind of dragon's den show uh which is still on netflix actually i get recognized by cab drivers every so often (laughs) 
Um, but I, I did that in the midst of that of that kind of crash. Um, and so having to put up a good appearance whilst at the same time having this difficult period around some of those restaurants were, was really challenging. So ironically, by the time 2020 came along, I was almost punch drunk. I, I, you know, I knew how to deal with stress. I still don't deal with stress brilliantly, but I'd certainly had my fair share of it. So it made 2020 easier, I suppose, to cope with mm. just because I was already kind of in fighting mode. Yeah, yeah. So you're obviously incredibly busy, as you say there, you know, with with your business empire. But when you get the time to relax, unwind, or even partake in a hobby, uh, what are your passions and what do you like to get up to away from the world of work? Uh, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, I um, I mean, in terms of exercise, I play tennis a lot. Um, and I've got a very social uh, tennis club where we, we play every Saturday, which is great fun. And I, I play midweek as well. Um, but I think my main passion outside of that has been, has always been music. Um, I, um, I play jazz piano and I play classical piano. Mm-hmm. And, and actually just before lockdown, uh, for 10 years, I, w- I was playing, uh, I was learning jazz um, every week in Soho. Um, for 10 years, I used to have this one hour lesson in the middle of Soho. Um, and it, I used to describe it as a bit of a mental massage because it just gave me a complete hour where I could completely switch off yeah. everything and just do something completely different. Mm. Um, and, and I loved it. And, and in, my, in my youth, when I was in my late 20s, I actually I was, I, I was a kind of writer and, and producer. And I ended up spending two years writing and recording an album with George Michael, um, which, which never got released. But it was a, it's, an, it, it's now... It was a massive part of my life in my late 20s and has now been relegated to a dinner party story, yeah. um, which is, <laughs> you know, is what can you do? But yeah. I still have music very much in my in my veins. And uh, and that's that's kind of what I do. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, to be fair. Um, so we're fast approaching Christmas and it's obviously a special time of year, even more so after the last few years where the festive season has all been put on pause. So what would you say your plans are for this year? We have my house tends to be a bit of a, a magnet for Christmas for, for for my family, so that's my my big show off day for cooking. So I've got the whole of uh, whole of my family coming down to to spend, uh, and my wife's family as well. My wife's parents coming down for a big Christmas lunch, and and for the first time ever, I'm actually supplementing what I do with some superhero bits and pieces because nice. because there is. An incredible stuffing that uh, that that Charlie's put together, which is made of cornbread and apricots, and just I mean, I I tried it and it was absolutely amazing. So I've actually kind of nicked his stuffing rather than make my own, um, and and he's he's got a wicked cranberry sauce which I've kind of nicked rather than do my own. So so for the first time ever, I'm doing the cooking, but I'm kind of cheating a little bit on the side, which I think is fine. <laughs> so as we look to the future and a new year on the horizon in 2022 uh what would you say your big plans you know also, also from a you know a personal point of view but the professional point of view what would you say your big plans are uh well my superhero obviously want to try and uh, we, we've only been live for about four weeks and we're just testing things out at the moment so i think 2022 would be a great year to see that grow and bloom um Internationally, um, I'm looking at doing Cabana restaurants internationally. We've just opened our first restaurant in the Middle East, and I think there's a real future there. So I'm going to be on a plane in February um, to to try and meet some potential partners. Um, and um, yeah, I just want to carry on growing 
the restaurants and growing my superhero to be a great addition to the to the kind of food scene. Yeah, I think it certainly will. As I said earlier, when I tried the latest package, it was really nice. So I can only just see it growing further, really. But um, Jeremy, it has been a real pleasure. And thank you for your time and ch- to chat today. And best of luck with the Superhero Club. Uh, Thanks, perhaps you yeah, might I like to tell the, uh, the listeners where they can find Supper Club online and how they can uh, try your products. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very easy. It's www.mysupperhero. So instead of superhero, it's superhero.com. That's it. Excellent. So make sure you get involved, everyone. Um, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you like, follow and rate our episodes wherever you get your podcasts from. We're coming towards the end of Series 1, but there's still more guests to come. So please stay tuned and follow People Behind Brands on social media at Podcast PBB. Join us next time as we explore more life lessons from the world of business. So that's it for this episode of People Behind Brands. I'd love to hear from you all, so if you want to get in touch, follow us on our social media platforms. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to our exclusive content now. Join us next time for a brand new guest on the podcast as we explore yet more life lessons from the world of business. We'll see you soon. Ta-da!